Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. On today's episode, I'll be joined by Elise Doganieri to talk about The Quest on Disney+. This show is part reality competition series and part scripted fantasy series. Yes, you heard me right, and it's just insane and good. Elise Executive produced this crazy innovative series along with her husband, Bertram Van Munster. These two know a thing or two about creating incredible reality competition series. They created and produced The Amazing Race on CBS. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Quest on Disney Plus is unlike any other reality competition series you've ever seen. It's part reality, part fantasy, and focuses on a group of teens who must compete to find the one true hero among them. Think Lord of the Rings meets reality competition series. I mean, that's really what it's like. I kid you not, I've never seen a show like it, which is why I was so excited to speak with Elise Doganieri about it. She executive produced the series along with her husband, Bertram Van Munster. And if anybody is going to produce a show like this, it's going to be these two because they're responsible for the amazing race. I spoke with Elise about the series, how they produced it during the pandemic. And yes, I had to ask about the amazing race because I love that show. I'm addicted to that show. I don't really want to be on that show because I don't like eating weird foods, but it's such a good show. What is amazing about this is that, you know, you guys' background, both of you guys' background is so rooted in like really high end, high production, beautiful production value, competition, reality shows. And I want to know how this feels so like, creative but also kind of out of left field but in a wonderful way how did you come up with the idea for this show okay well that's so nice of you to say all those nice things um it actually came first from um 
um, sorry, Mark Rodesky, okay. who was one of the executive producers of Lord of the Rings. He, and he had been working on this for a while. And Jane and Mark, uh, who are from Court 5 Productions, came to us because we had the expertise in the reality competition genre and we'd won yeah. several Emmys. And yeah. they came to us to see how we could combine uh, the reality side with challenges into a scripted world. And so the two of our companies joined together and then we brought in also um, Scout Productions. So we have three different companies, all different expertise and um, it, it evolved from there. So a script was written and then yeah. we worked very closely. My company worked very closely with the writers and the script to develop challenges that felt organic to the show. We didn't want it to feel like, oh, we're going to do slingshots you know it had to mix yeah. in with the yeah. with the reality of ever realm and the kingdoms and and what was going on in the storyline yeah yeah i mean it's I, I mean they're part of the the cynic in me which i mean you have to forgive me both as a a writer and a jew there's going to be a cynic um <laughs> <laughs> i am i part of me is like well reality tv is always scripted but the kind of reality tv that you guys do is a is probably the most non-scripted reality I've ever seen in my life. And with Amazing Race, it's just like, that's just like raw anxiety reality. It's, 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 it's incredible to watch. And what I love is that the idea of combining scripted with a reality competition sort of element, it seems like an impossible thing, but the way you guys did it was so well done. I want to know, like, how, how are you explaining the idea of a hybrid competition partially scripted reality TV show, because that's a lot of words in a sentence that people don't That is get. a mouthful. Um, in its simplest form, it's an immersive reality experience for the kids, the teenagers on the show. Um, what we wanted to create was something that people had always envisioned in their minds, always lived in our imaginations. Oh, I wish I could be in that video game. I wish I could have just lived in that world in that movie or that fantasy TV show. Or when you read a book and you picture yourself in it, this is giving these teens an opportunity to live in a 360 degree immersive reality. We had a castle, we had creatures. You could walk around the creatures. They're, they were full body, you know, yeah. everything that they lived and breathed was an immersive reality adventure for them. So to wrap your head around this, and I always want to like really drive this home. First of all, any reality competition that our companies are involved in, you know, is not yeah. scripted when it's reality, especially for the amazing race. Um, yeah. We wouldn't be on the air that long if people like was like, oh, I, that's not right. So there's a competition. When it's a competition, there are competition rules. You cannot hold people back when you're racing, especially on the amazing race from moving forward. So if a cameraman misses a shot, we keep going. Yeah. Similar on the quest, we did not hold these kids back. Everything they did it's about, it's about following the action. It's about having really talented camera director, camera people mm -hmm. filming the reality. Don't put that camera down. Don't turn it off. Get the battery changed real quick. Change the media cards. Yeah. It's just, you're always on. It's like filming a live sporting event. If I could put it in the simplest way, filming a live sporting yeah. event. That's such a perfect explanation because watching it, like I, I think about those things, you know, just knowing how entertainment works and knowing how the industry works. It's like, you think about the practical things of how do you change the battery? How do you change the data card? How do you change all these things? And it really is like a sporting event. The other thing that I thought was so wild to me was like when I watch Lord of the Rings or any of these fantasy shows or any sort of show based in sort of like a medieval times or history show, 
I always think I'm yelling at the screen being like, well, I wouldn't do that. Or that would be too human <laughs> for me to go there. Like I would like I'm I'm having this conversation and the kids in the show are rooted in modern day language and 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 the way we interact with each other. But yet they're in a fantasy world. So it's sort of like they're living out the things that I yell at the TV as I'm watching Lord of the Rings in a way. <laughs> did you guys did you guys notice that as you were filming and sort of. Was that an exciting opportunity to see these teenagers, these modern day teenagers communicating in this way? Absolutely. Um, the teens that were cast in our show are fans of this genre, of this world, of the fantasy world. They love the epic stories. They love the adventures. They love the magical worlds that have never been real to them. Right. So when, um, you know, they were they were notified they were brought, they were dropped into a forest and they were told, they, they basically followed a direction to walk. And this castle appeared and to see the, uh, the shock and awe on their yeah. faces, it's so real, especially because they're teenagers. They're not jaded in any way. They haven't lived the, you know, yeah. the ways of the world. They're not out there yet. Yeah. They were like shock and awe when they saw the castle. And when they meet the creatures, the way they interact with these characters and also the actors who played the prince and the princes and the, the king, uh, Dravis and the sort of when they meet all these characters, they want to be part of this so desperately that yeah. they're not acting, but they're just feeling, they're really feeling it, you know, and they're, they're hanging on every word because the actors drive the action. The actors are basically what a host would do, but they're telling a story and they're interacting with these kids saying, we just got this message and, you know, or somebody rides in on horseback and you see some, they're watching stuff happen right in front of them yeah. and they're hearing it happen as if they're living in this world. And they just, they just went right into it. So we were giggling in the background, just, just eating it all up. As an adult, you watch it and, and you, I mean, you kind of, in a weird way, like I'm thinking of myself reading Harry Potter as a kid. Right. And, and I'm loving Harry, but I'm trying to fantasize about the world. And then to get the opportunity, I mean, now I guess I can with Universal Studios, but to get the opportunity to like walk into Harry Potter, but in a really immersive way and see the yeah. actors, see the things like that's what this really does in a lot of ways for these kids, but with kind of like a Lord of the Rings type element fantasy to it. It is Harry Potter times 10 if you go to Universal, yeah. right? So you get the magic wand, it's got the little laser on the end and you can yeah. make something move in the window. Well, not only does that happen because we have practical magic that the kids can do and see that they will do and see in the show. Yeah. Um, but then they can actually go into that room and they can touch that yeah. thing that just lifted or moved and they can talk to the people. Mm -hmm. um, when they talk to the actors, the actors are so well-versed in their characters and so good at improv yeah. that if they ask them, any question they smoothly transi transitioned into telling them something real about their character. Yeah. And there were also moments of social and emotional growth with the kids because they, you know, maybe they came in and they were feeling insecure about something or they said, Oh, I could never do that. Or I'm not good at this, or they have strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. It took everything that they might've thought that they weren't good at. And it built them up in ways that they never knew were possible. Yeah. So when they are struggling with something and maybe they go back to the castle and they're talking about something, one of the characters might walk in and have a real conversation and sit down with them heart to heart, unscripted about what just happened and why they're feeling the way they're feeling, but yeah. why it was good for them and why something wonderful can come of it. 
Yeah, it's really it's really poignant and wonderful to watch. I mean, in another way too, it kind of reminds me of, in a more literal way, I guess, than Harry Potter, the Star Wars hotel in in Disney World now, and yes, because that's even bigger. That's even more immersive than the Harry Potter experience, and that you're literally talking with actors who are communicating in that Star Wars language that the kid at home in Ohio or wherever they're from geeks out on watching the movies, reading the books, all of those things. And this show really allows a kid at home and an adult to, to watch and sort of live out that experience. I think in a lot of ways. You've completely understood everything we're trying to accomplish. Yes. Disneyland is the place where every fantasy comes to life, right? You go there and you get to go to all these different worlds and Disneyland is doing it better and better. Disney mm-hmm. is bringing all those little worlds to life. And that's what we did with the show. You don't have and to the, tell me I'm a season pass holder. I know I, I, we are too. <laughs> I, I'm a teenager and we go and we love it. And um, that's amazing. Um, the other thing is what we love about this show is that you can watch it as a family, mm-hmm. but if you're an adult and you love fantasy, it's for you also. So yeah. I imagine it's for everybody. Yeah, no, certain. That's that's a great point. And like, I mean, because I, I don't have kids. I have a cat, but I don't have kids and I'm still watching it. I but the thing You're is, as a, yeah, exactly. I'm a daddy. <laughs> in a way. As an adult watching it again, going back to the cynic in me, I'm thinking like, oh, wow, like there's a lot of kids on this set and it, it's there aren't a lot of reality shows that feature kids. I think that's probably intentional <laughs> because it, 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 it is sometimes working with in a reality sense with kids in a production can pose certain circumstances that is different from a reality show that features adults. And I want to know if in shooting this, you guys experience sort of any of those things that like can, can make it difficult and not difficult working with children, but difficult in terms of they have to go to school. They have, there are certain standards that they have to be in reality. TV poses a whole different element than scripted. How did that impact the show? So all the kid rules that are out there for when a child is on a show. Um, we had a limited shooting schedule with them, a certain amount of hours every day. Yeah. Um, we also had a tutor with them and also teenagers, all those hormones are raging. Yeah. I have a yeah. 13 and a half year old. That's about to yeah. be 14. Um, many of the people that worked on the show also have teenagers yeah. and, um, you think you know going in how teenagers are going to be, but there, yeah. there's highs and lows everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, the beauty of it was we got real raw emotions from the kids that were, you know, whether it was within their own group of eight, um, you know, interacting with each other, how they felt about each other, how they were doing, you know, who was the leader, who's not the leader, who's stepping up, who's not stepping up. It's, it's yeah. real life, but they get to work it all out, which is so beautiful because no one gets eliminated in this yeah. series. It's so nice. And we did that really intentionally because we wanted there to be growth for each and every individual yeah. in the project. And we wanted them to experience the, the full, the full series, you know? So um, there is a winner, you know, yeah. and in the end, there's excitement about how that all goes down because they become a unified group of yeah, a supportive group. Yeah. They're incredible. They're yeah, incredible. No, it's, yeah. it's really, and what, I mean, I just, for anyone listening, like in terms of like, even just shooting the, the practicalities of shooting, like on an amazing race, for example, you can shoot these adults 24 hours a day. If you want, it doesn't, there's no limits on how much you can shoot these. with these kids. You have limits on how much you can work with these kids and to get yes. that kind of raw emotion in the short amount of time with the rules that are set in place for shooting with children, rightfully so. Like, yeah, yes, 
that's that's a good production that <laughs> you have. You there. Know, yeah, that's kind of where all of our, you know, like I've been doing this for almost 30 years and running the amazing race globally around the world. We know what to expect. We know how to make yeah. this happen. We also know how to keep people happy. You have to, they have to eat, they have to sleep, yeah. you know, yeah. you have to be fair, you know, you have to do, you have to, these are, we're humans, you know, you got to take care of each other. So uh, safety is always number one for us. And um, also making sure everybody is, you want people to have a good time too. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're making entertainment. It's television. We want, we want the people in the production to be happy and we want the viewers to see that shining through. So I, I hope it does come through. I think it does. Um, we also were shooting, we had like over 300 people on the set and yeah. we were shooting in a castle and um, just making that reality every day, you know, all of us, you know, behind the scenes being small, letting the kids have an experience was really important for us. Yeah. And it comes, I mean, it being Disney, of course, you know, the production is going to be great. The costumes are going to be great. The cameras are going to be great. All these, the sets are going to be great, but you had a real castle. Like you didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe you built that castle. So like no. you, there, there probably was a lot of scouting involved in terms of not only locations, but also with just casting these kids. What, what was the scouting, the production process in a finding this castle and then also finding the kids that can inhabit the story that you're building within these castles or this castle? Right. Okay. Well, the scouting was, um, was a little different, uh, because of COVID. So yeah. we could not really, we wanted to find a castle in Europe, you know, but we really could not go over to Europe for this at the time. So we were lucky to find a castle up in Northern California, a legitimate castle that was built by the person who owns it, by bringing over artifacts from Italy. I mean, this is a real castle with dungeons and, and tunnels, um, turrets, and little yeah. hidden passageways. Everything about this castle is real and legitimate, and it is in the rolling hills of Northern California. And the beauty Wild. of this castle, the beauty of this castle is you cannot see civilization beyond the walls. Like you can look as far as the eye can see, you really cannot see other homes or anything like that. So when you're there, you really feel like you could be any, you're in other realm when you're in this yeah. castle. Yeah. That and we did have an incredible art department that built beautiful sets yeah. and filled the castle and costume designers and makeup artists and the people who did the prosthetics and the costumes and the special effects and the practical effects that these kids experienced in real time, yeah. lights, smoke, sound effects, everything to bring it to life. So amazing. I mean, it makes me wonder, I really want to talk to the person who built the castle. Cause I mean, clearly like that's going to be a special person who sets out to be like, I'm going to build a castle today. It was a labor of love. And it was, it, and you know, the other thing is that it did not, it was built over, I think a decade or so. It wasn't, wow. you know, it took well, it's a castle, you know, that's it's not going to six months. <laughs> no, that is not a, you know, <laughs> It's not prefab. Yeah. It's not a modular home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it has a dungeon, you know, they're dedicated to building a castle. Yeah. And you know, it has a, it's not a facade. You can, you walk 360. It's a living, breathing, right. real castle. And um, every bit of it, we used every inch of it and the, every inch of the grounds. And wow. that, you know, we were up there for almost two months. How did you find the night. kids? So the kids, we did a nationwide casting. Everything was done virtually because of uh, the pandemic. 
And the kids, there there was a, a casting call that was sent out, you know, if you love reality, if you love adventure, if you've ever wanted to, you know, live in a real life fantasy. And we had so many applicants apply. It was really hard to narrow it down. Kids are, people are just vying for something different, right? This is so unique. Scripted mixed with reality. It really yeah. has not been done. It's a groundbreaking genre. And we had so many kids applying and um, we based it on their passions, you know, their dreams, their passions, their personality, number one. And we also wanted them to have different, um, you know, they came from all different backgrounds, you know, one kid loves theater, one kid loves basketball. You know, we have kids from the city, we have kids that are homeschooled, you know, kids that go to school with thousands of children in their class to kid who is at home with two, you know, siblings. So it's a really interesting mix of kids, um, but in a way, they were all grounded in similarities that when yeah. they met, they were like, you're my people, you're my people, but they yeah. didn't know each other previously. So they're going to have a bond that will never go away and they'll be friends forever. Yeah, it's so layered. I mean, it's considering the the diversity of the kids and how the one thing they have in common is that they love this fantasy type world. Like they're, they're, they geek out on this. So the fact that one comes, you know, like you said, one's homeschooled or one's a city kid or all these things. And at least they have this one thing in common and per Disney, it's a wonderful message of how we, even through our differences can all find something to get along about. Yeah. They're diverse in every, in every way you can imagine. So um, anybody and everybody, we want you to apply if this is something that you're passionate about and you want to do. So we, we have an incredible cast of teens. Definitely. I can't wait to see them because they're probably look like adults at this point now, you know, cause it's been about <laughs> yeah. a year Yeah. Um, and kids change so much from like 13 to 16 or 17. I'm sure they're all big kids now, you know, Wild. well, my last question for you, speaking of the amazing race is, my boyfriend and I obsess over um, the Amazing Race and Survivor. Those are our two, and and we we like Amazing Race because it's more of like our speed. You know what I mean? Like we would travel in that kind of way. We would do not really. I mean, no, I probably would not do that actually. But you know what I mean? It's 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 more. I wouldn't go live on an island. I would rather get on an airplane. That's it. Um, but I, hear you. I I wonder in watching those shows and in being fans of those shows and just sort of loving the human process because it really is about humanity communicating with each other it's it's less than about the competition it's about relationships and yes. what i guess I, maybe i answered this question for you but what what makes a great reality show to you first thing that comes to mind for me is it's a reflection of who we are as people right so you're watching something where you can see yourself there's always somebody represented, you know, it could be your aunt or your uncle. Oh, that's just like my mom or that's like my sibling. You know, there's always someone in our programs that we produce that is very relatable to somebody in yeah. the world, right? You can see yourself. It's a reflection of somebody, you know, or somebody that you can relate to. I also think that as humans, we are curious about people. It's a voyeuristic way that we are. So, you know, you're sitting on the edge of your seat wondering, are they going to do that? Are they are they going to argue over it? Who's going to go first? How come they can't see that? Did they get it? You know, you're going to feel yeah. the same way about the quest, but the amazing race is really a reflection of who we are. And, you know, a lot of people have different ideas about traveling and different people from different countries and cultures. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't want to go there. Cause I don't, I don't like those people. And they've never been there. Mm-hmm. You know what, when I started traveling and we did the first season of the amazing race, Actually, it happened when I went backpacking through Europe after I graduated college. It was the inspiration for the show. 
I met so many people that I, that I, that I could relate to because all we just want to have is to be seen by somebody, right? If you treat somebody well and with respect, they're going to, hopefully they will treat you the same way in return. We just want to find that human connection. You don't have to speak the same language. If you smile at somebody and you, and you introduce yourself, they will most likely smile back at you and want to help you. But if you're going to be like, "Mm," you know, be all kind of rude, you will get the same reaction. Yeah. So I think the success of the amazing race is a reflection of, you know, wanting to travel a voyeuristic view. And, you know, I think we've opened up the world to people and saying, oh, I've never been to Iceland or I've never been to, you know, Tokyo, or I've never been to Tanzania. I'm going to yeah. take a trip there. I have yeah. a book coming out for the amazing race oh, wonderful. in October and I'm super excited about it. And it's basically a travel guide that you can go to the places that we've been to on the amazing race. Oh, that's amazing. So that's so I'm excited. About I that. will say about the amazing race. And I say this about really very specific shows, not all reality shows, but amazing race and survivor. I think I would add into that too, that it's for marginalized people, meaning like queer people, people of color, women, I think in a lot of ways, advancements that we've seen in our society in the past 20 years, which have been huge for those groups that I just mentioned, and and we still continue, need to make more, more advancements, yeah. have been rooted in the in the exposure of Americans looking at people that they wouldn't normally meet on shows like Amazing Race, meaning queer people and seeing those people and and then that leading to accepting same-sex marriage or accepting that we need to have more diversity in workspaces and have equal pay and all of these conversations that I think started in a lot of ways in the early aughts on shows like Amazing Race. And it's, I commend you for that because it is a huge, huge, huge thing that I don't think I would have the rights that I have without at least a small part of it being because of reality TV and seeing you're going to make me cry. Don't stop. I'm getting chills everywhere, (laughs) but it's true though. I think I so appreciate that you see that. Um, also as a woman, this is not the easiest business to be in. I was not recognized early on doing what I do on my own show. And, um, you know, I have to give it to CBS for putting, you know, I don't know if you remember season one, but we had a a couple named Joe and Bill. I'm still friends with them. They're dear friends of mine. And they were one of the first couples to be on television, a gay couple. And they are still together happily together married, you know, they're, they're beautiful people. Um, that is something I'm really proud about the amazing race. We have a very diverse cast and every season that is something we strive for. We want everybody to see themselves watching yeah. the show. And we do. Um, so so, thank yeah. you for saying that. I, I, I wholeheartedly mean it. And I, and I think that, I think it's being extended to shows like, like this is like the quest as well. And it's, it's a, uh, it's a nice process. It's a nice sort of cyclical process. Diverse, diverse cast on, yeah. on the class. You will see exactly. that. Um, and you will see that on the next season of Amazing Race, even even more. I'm very excited. It's already on my yeah. YouTube TV DVR set, ready to go. <laughs> so we're good. Very good. Very well, thank good. you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Of course. What did you think about today's episode? Let me know. You can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, please consider leaving a little rating and review. It really, really does help the show. And maybe share it on social media and tag me when you do. 
For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.